Racing Hawk was cracking. Okay. I didn't want anything. Um, you probably at the gym, I don't know. Working on your 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 uh relationship podcast next. But anyway, um if you ever need me for anything in that part of your world, let me know. And then not just that, um, I wanna set up a date to be a interviewer. But that's when my life is in order, okay? Because right now, uh, it's a little, well, in a positive way, I should say. How about that? So anyway, love you. I hope you got some good rest last night. And uh, I shall talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Some of the biggest challenges in relationships come from the fact that most people enter a relationship in order to get something. They're trying to find someone who's going to make them feel good. In reality, the only way a relationship will ever last is if you see your relationship as a place that you go to give and not a place that you go to take. Anthony Robbins to another episode of Wednesday Night Interlude. I'm your host, Nevin Claiborne. Tonight, we'll be talking about relationships. I'll begin in the childhood and how certain experiences we've been exposed to affect us in our current relationships today. I'll also be answering questions, my free therapy segment. And in conclusion, I'll have a special guest by the name of Sajal Shati as she gives us her insight on the modern day relationship. relationship that you have with your biological parents is the blueprint for the relationship that you're going to have with everyone else in your life. Whether that is a personal relationship, romantic relationship, business relationship, or relationship with your children. So when that relationship with your parents is healthy and successful, it sets the tone for us to have an ensuing amount of relationships in our life. However, when that connection with your parents has a sort of um, imbalance or discord, then that can also set the stage for a life full of unhealthy relationships. So when a child is brought up in a home where there is constant verbal or physical abuse displayed by the parents, that such behavior directly influences that child and plays a very significant role in how that boy or girl relates to their partner in the later future. If a boy growing up tends to lack the respect of his mother, then that creates a context for him to reenact that behavior and display a lack of respect towards his partner. Same thing with a woman. If her father wasn't psychologically or emotionally present in her life, then that can create a complex for resentment for male authority, low self-esteem, and lack of trust and intimacy in her relationships. She is afraid that her man is going to let her down just as her father did. And the way these conflicts work, male or female, is either we chase after getting them fulfilled by overindulging and becoming addicted to the pursuit of the opposite sex just to get that unmet need satisfied. Or we are afraid of getting that unmet need met because it hasn't been met in the past. So it's either a fear or an overindulgence as our way to deal with the unmet needs from childhood, which becomes conflicts in our relationships today. In the next segment, we'll discuss reasons why we date and reasons why our relationships do not last.
psychologically, there is nothing healthy about American society today. We all agree on that. With the mass majority of our people in a constant pursuit of attention, materialism, and greed, I'm not surprised there are many people with so many different psychological issues. When you have people's emotional needs not being met, they tend to look for things to entertain them. And to fulfill their needs, we turn to alcohol, smoking, overeating, sex, and the new drug, relationships. This is a huge addiction that people misuse today because they don't want to deal with their personal problems and they don't want to face their pain on their own. You have men dating women as a means of breaking free of their own issues, and you have women dating men as a means of coping with their pain. So when you have hidden agendas such as these, those relationships typically are destined to fail based on the foundation. And a lot of the times, this is why I hear he or she is selfish, and that's because it was never about you to begin with. That person wasn't in it for you, they were in it for themselves. And so the relationship ends suddenly, because the entire time your partner was unconscious about your needs due to the distraction of his unmet needs. So we have to be more cautious and aware before dating people. Study their history. Were both parents present growing up? Not to say this should stop you from dating them, but to some degree this conflict will manifest itself and it's important that you are consciously aware of that. Do they have a healthy relationship with their parents? Do they have a healthy relationship with their siblings, friends, people in general? How did their past relationship impact them? When they're speaking about their past relationship, do they still seem emotional behind it? Did they receive the proper help? Did they go through a considerable period of purging their last partner's energy from their life? Because the biggest, and I mean the biggest and most unhealthiest problem I have seen and noticed today is people have a relationship addiction. They go from um, one relationship to the other. And when you do that, you mug the new partner's opportunity to show you who they really are because you're constantly judging them based on your fears, insecurities, and experiences from the last relationship. Also, what are their morals, values, principles, goals, dreams? Who do they aspire to be and what are they doing right now to positively affect that? Screw the promises. I don't want to hear any promises. I want to see a plan of action. These are all things that you should know within the extensive dating period. And notice I said extensive. Your dating period should not be brief. Be patient and take the time to learn your partner in every, every element of his or her life. You follow. So this next segment is dedicated specifically to the ladies. Ladies, when dating, you need to see this man when he's happy, when he's angry, when he's dealing with family issues, work life, and low financial availability. Can he remain level-headed, respectful, and optimistic? He isn't perfect, but in generality, can this man keep a satisfactory attitude through the highs and lows? Very important we know this. Next, stop dating men because of what they can physically provide for you, but instead for what they can mentally provide for you. You have to see your mate as someone who can help you evolve and grow and hold you accountable to being the best woman you can be in all, in all areas of your life. Him being handsome and tall should not be the primary reason you bring him home to mom and dad, let alone the girls. Evaluate him. And if your intuition is telling you that he is not in alignment with your guidelines of what you expect to see in a man, then leave. Obviously, he is not for you. Once you see the red flags, you are now responsible for whatever you allow to happen to you from that point on. Stop blaming him because now you're all emotionally incarcerated. And this man didn't showed you who, who, who he really was three months ago. Also, this is big. Stop asking a man the last time he had sex and who he had sex with. That is nothing but his business and your insecurities and not beneficial in any way moving forward. 
stay focused. Another thing, by sleeping with a man too early can either sabotage your chances with him or it'll have you mentally and emotionally disoriented. And what I mean by that is as women, you guys are internal. So you guys consume so much more energy and in result makes it difficult for you guys to objectively evaluate your partner. Once you lay down with someone, your body releases chemicals that automatically bind your energy to them, which makes it difficult, again, for you to evaluate whether or not this relationship is in your best interest. Fellas, you're up. Dating, it's important to evaluate your partner's willingness to grow. The woman you choose to walk with on your journey has to be able to support your destiny, correct? You have to choose your woman patiently. Love doesn't have to be rushed. It can always wait. Stop asking her to be wifey because you're in love. Love is just an emotion and it can change. We all know that. Or it could even disappear. You have to make sure your values line up with her. I'm spiritual, she's spiritual. I'm a gym freak, she's a gym freak. I want two kids, she wants two kids, right? And I'm just using these examples to make the point, but these are um, concrete factors that support a true long-lasting relationship. But instead, we like to pick our partners out of ego. Hey, fellas, y'all like the way she look? Or, damn, bro, I gotta wife her up. She gets down in the bedroom and she makes me feel good. This is our ego. Unfortunately, 99% of the time, our decisions are mired by our ego. Quick education. See, we got a soul and we got an ego. The soul is of heaven and the ego is of earth. The soul is about doing what's best. The ego is about doing what looks the best. So the question becomes, what's running your life? What's running your dating life? The soul of heaven or the ego of earth? Very important we understand that. Now, materialism should not be the sole reason you choose your partner either. Just because she makes 100K a year doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Just because she drives a Benz doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Instead, does she enjoy her career? When she gets up in the morning, does she like what she does for a living? If she doesn't, does she have something that she does after work that gives her life meaning? If you ever wonder why you keep repeating the same unsuccessful relationship patterns, well, it's because you haven't taken the time to figure these things out. An effective and objective and extensive observation and study of your partner. Keeping this brief though, all in all, fellas, the best relationship advice I could ever give you is to stay out of one until you're ready or until you've healed from the last one. Now, obviously, the points that I made in the last segment with the ladies can definitely apply um, with the men and vice versa. Hello and welcome to my free therapy segment. Um, can we take a quick second and talk about how hot it's been lately outside? <laughs> For those that know me, I hate the heat, but... You know, we're going to keep it pushing. We got two beautiful questions here. First one being uh, loss of intimacy in relationships. Uh, Very interesting question. Uh, So there's 12 types of intimacies in relationships. I do not remember all 12, but there is sexual, um, obviously, intellectual, emotional, communication, and spiritual. Those are like the, the main significant ones I remember from my study. But assuming you're talking about sexual intimacy, that being most commonly talked about, my advice is that you understand that you're not always going to be attracted to your partner. There will be phases in your relationship where you find your uh, him not as appealing or charming or extremely attractive. You know, it's, to- it's totally normal, though. It's natural. 
And obviously that leads to a uh, lack of sexual activity and disinterest. I see this conflict in men more commonly than women though. Um, but they suppress this issue and most of the time in fear of disappointing their woman. You have to have a balance of intimacy in all aspects. Very important we understand that when one lacks such a sexual, the other or others are supposed to balance that out, you know, pick up the load. Whether this week y'all shared the most intellectual conversations or you guys connected spiritually. Um, also, creativity is a form of intimacy now that I think about it. But take a step back. You and your man um, take the time to connect differently and explore these different intimacies. The human body is made up of so many different untouched realms, and most people don't even know about these different intimacies. This will definitely help light that uh, internal flame again. In other words, become turned on. Uh, but sex alone, just like love alone, will never be enough to sustain a long-lasting relationship. It's a very good, great question. Something I've never been asked before. Uh, next question is difficulties of balancing individual and couple expectations. Um, simply put, if you can't get right with yourself, then you can't get right with no one else. I don't care who you are. I preach that all the time. If two people come to an understanding about this, then there wouldn't be any difficulties. Being in a relationship, people get this confusion as if they're supposed to put their partner first 100% of the time. And what that does is create conflict. For example, when she's extremely focused on herself, you know, work, school, gym, personal goals, self-education, you name it, the whole nine. She has so much going on in her life and he's just existing. You know, he's the total opposite, waiting for her to call, waiting to see when she's free. This man doesn't have any agendas, you know, let alone anything going on. He's simply just worried about her. He's worried about the couple instead of the I. And what it does is create a lack of um, relation and disproportion within that relationship and imbalance. When two people commit themselves um, first, um, when, when two people commit to themselves first, I mean, uh, they can successfully commit to each other, right? So if you want to change anything or get anything accomplished, start by looking in the mirror. It all begins with you doing what you have to do. That energy, that energy will naturally flow over into your relationship. So in other words, two people need to learn how to work independently. Um, two people need to learn how to work interdependently and collectively. But it all starts with the self. Do not let these stagnant, lazy people allow you to misinterpret this as being selfish because they will. So talk about this with your partner. You guys share what your individual goals are for the month and then share your relationship expectations. Um, it takes two focused and committed people to run this system successfully. Thank you. Now here's a quick interview with Saja, one of my good friends all the way on the East Coast. She is an intellectual and has had her fair share with relationships, so the knowledge and wisdom is in attendance. Listen as she makes some pretty valid points. Um, Saja is a very productive and successful woman. Uh, having been an artist manager on Tech Nine's label and um, on stage with dozens of artists and celebrities, even running her own clothing business at one point. She's a very busy woman straight out of the East Coast, so give it up for her. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to ask you a couple questions. Um, nothing too significant here, but uh, first one being, um, what's the biggest issue you see in relationships today? You know, Nevin, I feel like I could really touch on so many different points here, but if I'm going to have to sum it down on what I think is one of the bigger issues, 
I'm definitely going to say that I think a big issue is that people in relationships um, and people in the dating life really tend to see, at least in my opinion, is that there's too many options. Now, let me explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let me elaborate on that. So what I mean by too many options, I feel like we're taking the the term there's plenty of fish in the sea way too literally. And I feel like, you know, with things like, you know, scrolling down your Instagram feed and seeing so many people that are available or just so many beautiful women and, you know, makes it very easy to have that comparison and things like Tinder and Bumble and we're constantly being bombarded with dozens and dozens of options may that be food options clothing options whatever it may be <laughs> yeah. yes, we are yes. constantly being given so many different opportunities and these opportunities we can take um and i just feel like you know when you find that person and when you when you find like you're you know with that person and you're you found someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with it gets really easy to get trapped into the you know well, we got to fight. We're not working out. It's I can find somebody else or, you know, there's different options that I have or there's different opportunities I can take. And, you know, when you when you're given so many things, I mean, it's human. You like we have curiosity. We want to know we want to yeah. explore these options that we have. And I just feel like people don't really understand that. Yes, that opportunities are always going to be there. There's always going to be these avenues you can take in which you can find someone new or you can find you know maybe something younger and exciting or whatever it may be but you know you you have to learn that when you're in a relationship you cut off these distractions and these opportunities because all it is is just ways in which you can not only hurt yourself but the other person as well so i feel like if yes. you're more mindful about what you see every single day you know because what you see what you visualize is quite literally your reality it's what's inside your head it's what you see every day it's what you know so yeah. if you are mindful of that, then I feel like it may be a little easier to really connect intimately with the person that you have or, you know, just really be mindful and courteous of that kind of thing. But that's going to be what I think. is the Yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from you. Um, we're not here to agree or disagree, but I totally agree with you. Um, I think honestly, back she yeah, early 2000s, is that was when it was, you know, the most... Uh, well, I've heard from people back from, you know, uh, back then that, you know, it was a lot more real back in the day. And, you know, these today's people in our generation are fake and such and such. I mean, I've heard a lot. I mean, without social media, I have to I can only believe them. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I totally agree. I think social media is the, the biggest demise today. If someone were to have the biggest demise, I'm going to say social media is the biggest downfall. Yeah, so, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, I want to go on to the next question. And the next question is, uh, when you were going through rough times in your relationship, uh, what did you do to decompress after dealing with the stress? Um, you know, I've always been a very um, self-aware person. I've always been very introspective and I've always been very spiritual. So even when I was going through problems in my relationships or I was feeling a bit insecure or I felt like I wasn't justified enough in my responses, I would always do a lot of I, alone time is the best way for me to decompress, I would say. And by alone time, I mean just really genuinely sitting with myself and asking myself tough questions and really getting to the root of problems for me. And by that, I just mean like, 
you know, we, we're never really alone. And I feel like people don't know how to be alone in this day and age. And by alone, I mean, completely like you're, you're constantly yes. surrounded by other people. And then even when you come inside and you're all, you think you're all alone, you are scrolling through social media, you're watching TV, you're never truly alone with your yeah. thoughts. So I feel like taking the time to really face my demons and do the meditation and the healing and the inner work you know I would I would come up with problems or I'd, I'd have problems in my relationship and I would just sit back and I would think okay well where did my part play in this you know whether I'm right or wrong I don't I don't believe there's a right and wrong but I always like to think what contribution did I have in this and what was my part that I played and how could have yeah. I done it better you know I feel like responsibility yes yeah absolutely I feel like if you know regardless of who's right or who's wrong I feel like if you sit and take the time to really dig into yourself and really think about things. And if you really take accountability on your part, then you're more responsible for the outcomes that are to come from that, you know? And I feel like if you're open and you're, you're clear with that with yourself, then it's more open and clear with your partner, you know? Because I feel yeah, like a lot I, of people totally get agree. upset and don't even understand why they're upset. Yep. <laughs> I have to agree with you. I, I preach this a lot. Um, for those of you listening that spiritual evolution is done through solitude all right yes. solitude it has to be done through solitude and if you are not at peace with yourself you cannot be at peace with nobody else so well said I agree. Um, I agree. on to the next one i appreciate that um last question if you could just leave one message just just one message um of advice to the younger generation of women what would it be um, I had a girl one time tell me something that stuck with me forever. And uh, when I was younger, I was just recently going through a breakup and I was going on my first date after the breakup and I was so nervous. And I remember telling her about how nervous I was and whether he, I think he, I thought he was going to like me or, you know, we were going to be compatible. And she stopped me and told me to take a breath. She said, it's not about whether or not he enjoys you. It's whether or not you enjoyed yourself. And when ah. she said that, I really thought about it. And my advice to the younger girls would be is just to have fun. Just to have fun. Do not chase stability. Do not chase a man. Do not chase a moment. Do not chase a feeling. But rather just sit back and enjoy yourself. Enjoy yes. whatever comes to you. If you're upset, feel that. If you're happy, feel that. Just be completely aware and immersed in your moment. And if you just, if you focus on just enjoying yourself through your relationships, then it becomes a lot easier when you're not yes. putting too much thought into it. Yes, yes, Love yes, should be uh, easy. Yes, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I actually agree with all three of um, your answers. That's kind of uh, rare, but <laughs> I agree. I agree with all three of your answers. Um, I do want to thank you for coming on here uh you are my first guest and you are for the ladies only men um this is not for you it's only for ladies uh i do appreciate my wednesday interlude and have a wonderful evening i appreciate you having me i'm happy to be here thank you so much this was amazing i look forward to the next episodes to come all right thank you saja my pleasure thank you nevin this episode of Wednesday Night Interlude, I want to say thank you to all the listeners. You guys are truly something special and kind-hearted for all your positive feedback. 
Thank you to all my brothers and close mm-hmm. friends who give me the motivation to always continue to do better. And for those of you going through any type of distress, trauma, or worry in your life, I have this to say. No matter how stormy or adverse the circumstances you find yourself in, always remember to keep your inner light on. Give it your all to the very end. And lastly, I want to give a quick shout out to my mom and dad, for they are responsible for all the successful and powerful relationships I have today. And if it's one thing they ever taught me, it's the gift of love.